TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wendy's Way with your host, Wendy Stewart, Fortnite show featuring everyday people on their wellness journeys, living inspiring lives with courage and passion. Welcome everyone to this episode of Wendy's Way. I'm your host, Wendy Stewart. Thank you for tuning in. What can I say? I am so beyond delighted to have this amazing guest on my show today. This beautiful lady has only recently come into my life, but honestly, from the moment we met, I felt like we've been with each other for lifetimes, been each other's friends for lifetimes. You know, when you have that instant connection, that instant knowing, I just knew we were going to be good friends and that we have been brought into each other's lives for a purpose far, far beyond friendship. And before I go any further, I have to thank her beautiful daughter, Bianca, for putting us together because I don't quite think Bianca knew what she was getting into when this started. So please welcome to my show, the one and only Debbie Williams. Woo! (laughs) What a welcome. Thank you, Wendy. (laughs) Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome, Debbie. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show today. I've just been dying to have you on and to share you with all my listeners today. Oh, thank you, Wendy. It's an absolute privilege. Awesome. So, Debbie, let me tell you a little bit and then she's going to fill you in. Debbie is an amazingly talented author, writer, a wife, a mother, a grandmother. She's truly, truly special. She's an amazing human and she generously shares all her talents with the world. Debbie has a truly exceptionally wonderful story to share about her life and her journey and I'm going to ask her to tell you a little bit about it as we talk and it's going to just be, I think it's going to be uplifting and inspiring because Debbie just has so much wisdom and so much knowledge and she's just just the most beautiful person on the wor- in the world. So Debbie, please, would you start, I mean, right at, not right at the start, but well, you were born, yes. I <laughs> Sorry, being silly now. But would you start a little bit with telling my, my listeners, I'm especially interested in how you managed to, you know, become a writer after not kind of that didn't happen for you when, you know, you thought it would early on in the piece, but it came after quite a journey. So if you could share a little bit about that to start with, that would be amazing. Absolutely. Thank you. You know, It's funny how life turns out, isn't it? It really is. And sometimes when you think that things are pretty awful, you're handed a gift. And what happened for me was is that I had a really bad knee. I had a bung knee. And that that happened to me in my 30s. Right. Uh, And, you know, and I was a very sporty girl. And all of a sudden I couldn't do what, I wanted to do and I was pretty devastated and I kept pushing you know I kept going to different doctors and they kept saying stop sailing stop playing golf stop yeah stop doing what you love to do so it was hard to take and then one one specialist said what did you like to do as a teenager not sport what did you like? And I said, well, I always liked English and I liked to write. And he yes. said, that's where you start. Go wow. and find something where you sit down. <laughs> <laughs> now, Debbie, let me just tell you, a lot of us out here in wellness land would love somebody to tell us that. <laughs> yes. But I and certainly see it from your point of view. Yeah, because I pushed, you know, no yes. one was going to tell me I wasn't going to go and play golf and do all the things that I loved. <laughs> 
and and you know so I so I'd really punish myself because I'd go out and do it and then I'd come home and I'd be in pain and I'd grizzle and I'd moan oh, and I had no one to blame but myself. Yes. So really, this third specialist, <laughs> he he really gave me the key when he said, "You have to find something else to do." Right. What did you like as a teenager? And and I do think for anyone that's struggling out there. Um, with particularly with physical ailments, yes. Think about what you like to do as a child and a and a teenager, and you may find a key there that will just lead you back to somewhere. And so I I thought, well, I liked I liked English, I liked writing, so I went to the local neighbourhood house. Yes. Tried to sign up for a creative writing course. They said no, we're full. Ugh. So I thought, well, that wasn't a good Ooh, sign. Okay. But they said the biography classes is running. You could, you know, and it's still stories, isn't it? Yes, yes. So I went to the biography class and, of course, you know, I went in thinking I'm not going to write about my biography. Oh, maybe I'll write my father's. Right. And so I went with a plan. But the woman who put me in there, I remember going back out to her at the end of the first 10 weeks and I said, I can't thank you enough because what I've realised is I don't have to write anyone's story really. We've all got stories. Oh, that is magic. Yes. And I I just realised that I just needed to start writing. Yes. And so I did. And, of course, that led on to then I went and did a creative writing course and that led on to a certificate and then I did a diploma. And that all took 10 years Obviously, because you're still being, you know, the wife, the mum, the grand, the all through this, you know, you're still Absolutely. working. Absolutely. I'm assuming Absolutely. you're working in another position. So, you know. Absolutely. Yes. You know, the boring bookkeeping admin type work. Yes. But yes. it fed us. <laughs> it, well, that's the whole thing, isn't it? It has to be, sometimes there just has to be a means to an end. And your reality is, you know, is all our realities. We have to you know, pay our bills and put food on our table and a roof over our head. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. But what as I did each different module, yes. I got more and more out of it and I came to realise I even had within that 10 years there was a year or two that I had I didn't write, I didn't go to a class yes. because I was working full time. And what actually happened then was that I actually ate because I missed writing okay okay yeah so that's when I really started to journal um because I realized that journaling for me it was we're still writing I didn't have a structure I didn't have someone saying hand in an assessment yes but I was still putting words on the page and because we blended two families we're a second marriage yes um I had a Four teenagers. Oh my I had gosh. a lot of fodder. Yeah, I had yes. a lot of fodder to write yes. about. Yes. So um, the team, my kids don't know just how much I've written about them. Okay. Have they not read it, so, Debbie, or have they not, you know, seen it, or they just no. or has it just been personal writing for you, or? 
they'll see it when I die. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, you know, they mightn't like everything I've written. <laughs> yeah, but, but as you said, you were still it's writing. All... It was, you know, whether it was in journals or whether it was just pieces on, you know, pieces of paper or on your computer or wherever it was, you were still writing, whether you were doing it in a formal environment or not. Absolutely. And look, I'm joking when I said that to you about the teenagers. Yes, they'll, they'll love it. The kids will love it. They'll, they'll love it because I've actually recorded little pieces of history. And that is very nice to look back and read on. It, it really is. And that's, yes. the, you know, that's the beauty, I think, about writing. <laughs> You know, couldn't it couldn't it um, be more? In you know, in this high tech world that we live in, you know, people have lost the art of writing, of letter writing, of you know, I, I'm yes. a I'm a scrapbooker, as you know, and I think you are too, yes. just in a different form. Yes. But it's so important to write down that personal history to record it for generations to come, not even for yourself, but for your kids, but you know, the grandkids and the great grandkids and the ones to, who are to come after. Absolutely. And, you know, when you think how fast our world is growing and yes. with technology, um, you know, I mean, I, I remember when we didn't have television. So, you know, for someone now, for a young person growing up who's just got a screen in front of them all the time. Yeah, exactly. That seems like that was ancient history. It's not that long ago. It's only 60 years ago, you know. It's, yes. It's So, you know, when you write about um, things that happen, you know, as a teenager when man was on the moon, um, that sort of thing, you might think they're the big things in life, of course, but you can also write about lots of little things that in the end are going to become history and they're going to become one-offs, and particularly in your own family. Exactly, so, exactly. You know, I, I just continued writing and I believed in writing and I also think it's a great emotional outlet. So when you're feeling really fed up and angry, particularly if you're not well, particularly if you're dealing with pain. Yes. Um, you know, and I did eventually, 20 years later, get a new knee. Right. But, you know, right. for, for, a long, for a long time I had chronic pain. My goodness. And, you know, as you said, like so many of us out there, you turn to food as a comfort and, you you know, you started comforting. Oh, absolutely, I, I, Wendy. I did absolutely. it. I know so many people who also did it. And until we have that aha moment or the light bulb moment when we realise what we're doing to ourselves and our, you know, and our bodies and what we're doing to ourselves emotionally, physically, spiritually, unless, you know, we have someone to help us. And, I, you know, what you're saying is incredible because if you can just go back to writing or even keeping a simple journal, I think it's just such a great outlet to, you know, get it all out on a piece of paper. And it's, I think it's, it's so healing. It's so, so healing when you do that. It is. And it, and it can be very powerful. Um, and sometimes the power can even frighten you. Yes. But that's when you should write more. That's when you should write yeah, more. That's yes. the exact time. Yes. When you go, well, now I'm getting to the nub of things because, you know, we're here to learn and grow and, all this wellness journey, um, which I consider I've been on, yes, uh, is it's all part of that. It's and it's when you get down to the nitty gritty, when you get down to the deep stuff, that that's when you grow that little bit more. 
you know? Yes. It it really is. And I used to write a lot about how unhappy I was about my weight. And what used to come out on the paper, of course, was a lot of criticism. You know, what? You've done it again. You said Monday you'd start that diet. Day one, week one, and here you are. It's Tuesday. You've fallen off the wagon again. What are you doing? Why do you Mm self-sabotage? And why writing about it, of course, the way I self-sabotaged or why I self-sabotaged was I didn't want to face my feelings. And, you know, that's so true for so many of us out there. And I think we're so hard on ourselves. We do so much negative self-talk. We, You know, we play that game. We We do. We fall into that trap. We We get on that treadmill. Sorry, pardon the pun. We get on that horrible, you know, that wheel that we just can't get off. And it's just, you know, it has to come to a critical point where you just go, right, no more. This is not happening. And either you get help or you find help or, you know, you just toughen up and you start. You just take that first step. So, you know, I assume it would be the same as writing. You get a book and you write that first word, the first sentence, you know, the first paragraph, which becomes a page, which becomes another page. And, you know, I think what you're saying is so critical that, you know, you've just got to, I think I always say you've got to be kind to yourself. I think we've got to love ourselves first before we can do anything else. Yes, and it's a very important message to send out to the world constantly because we really are not kind to ourselves. No, no. We, we, we just love, you know, putting a whole lot of stuff in front of us rather than look after ourselves. And, you know, that oh, there's so many cliches out there that we all know, no, you know, no. put your own oxygen mask on first before you help others. Yes. Yet we still don't do it. You know, And I think, you know, by writing, sometimes when you can really write deep personal stuff that you know no one else is going to read, that's when you unlock a little door. That's when you, and you know, and you can choose to step through it or not. And for a lot of us, it takes a lot of goes to step through it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? no, exactly. But the point yeah. is, the point is to, you know, to just in maybe if that's what you need to do is incorporate it into your life. Now, Debbie, I know you write every day. Yep. What I what do. is your could you tell us a little bit about, you know, what are the other rituals you have in your life that are possibly your non negotiables for your everyday with regards to, you know, your physical health as well as your emotional health? Yes. Well, I'm very interested in the whole wellness world and yes. I'm very interested in well I've been I've been led I believe I've been led in some ways I mean probably one of the newest things that I've done in the last 12 months is since Bianca took on essential oils. Yes. So, you know, I knew nothing about essential oils. Yes. Not a, not a thing. Not a thing. And so she introduced me to that. And, of course, I now have a full set of oils because, of course, I'm her mother. Of course, of course. I have a full set. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So, so one of the things that I do is that I throw out all my perfume. Wow. Yeah, I did. I did. That was a biggie. Yes, that was a biggie. Yes. And um, through the aromatherapy cards, I draw two or three cards and I wear that as a perfume yes same here yeah and I want perfume in years years and years no and I trust I trust that that's what I need for today yeah 
Absolutely. Um, and you have no idea how many people will say, my goodness, what, what's that perfume? Oh, they do it all the time, don't they? We've been in yes. room together when that's happened and I go, well, actually neither of us is wearing perfume. We're just wearing, no. a, you know, a particular blend of essential oils. I, I agree with you. And, you know, I've got a whole another podcast coming up about essential oils, but, you know, they're my go-to. I can't live my day without it, absolutely. And and what happens is you start, I mean, that's that's been something recent, but probably in the last five to six years I've really looked at natural more natural thing natural yes, cleaning products yes um clean eating I, I think clean eating is and, and you know it's a shame that we have to put a label on it isn't it isn't it shouldn't it just be eating really shouldn't you yes know? but as soon as you say clean eating everyone gets the idea of what you're talking Correct. about true true um but clean eating for me I've, when i decided that i really so i had a, i had a knee replacement in 2005 yes and then i needed the second knee replaced 10 years later okay and so i had to lose the weight i knew from the first time i had been a lot heavier i'd been a size 18 when right. i had my knee yes. replaced yes. and uh, I've always battled weight, I should say that. Yes. I've always battled weight. Um, and it made my recovery a lot harder, okay. a lot harder. Yes. Okay. So when I knew, well, because, you know, I was on crutches for a few weeks before I actually had the operation, I tried really, really hard. It's amazing how an operation will spur you on. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I got down to a size 14, which, oh, you. you know, was... That was really working at it. I, I actually took a year off work um, and I never went back, Wendy. Yes, I love it. <laughs> you, retired, the- you retired from that kind of employment. Put it that way. I, I did. I did. I said to Brian, I need to, you know, work on this. And my self-sabotaging things was always, I don't have time. Uh, you know, after oh. work because I don't have time. So all of a sudden I had time. Well, then, and you know, there's no more excuse then that there's no time. So No, no. And one of the things that I did was I went and joined a gym, which I can tell you was one of the scariest things I ever did. I hear you. I yeah. hear you loud and clear. Yeah, really, really scary. And um, what precipitated that was I lost a friend. I lost a friend to cancer. Oh, gosh. She was 56. Uh, That is too young to not be here anymore. Yes, and I was walking uh, across the car park to Safeway and there was someone handing out, you know, gym vouchers. Yes. And all of a sudden I thought, Chloe didn't have a choice. I do. Right, right. And it's funny how profound that was because I came home and I wrote it down. Good, good. good. I I wrote it down in my journal. Chloe has... Had no choice, you do. And I went to that gym the next day and I started, even though I felt really uncomfortable and felt like everyone was staring at me, which is ridiculous because no one else cares there about anyone else about what they're doing. So true. It's so true. So started the gym, started really healthy, um, super healthy eating, and I lost the weight to get down yeah. for for the. Now I still battle weight, Wendy. Oh, I, I hear still, you. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And I fall off the wagon, but I'm kinder to myself now, and I think, well, that was today. 
you know, tomorrow will start again. Tomorrow and, will be a better day. And that's the best part. Every 24 hours we get that new day. We do. We really, really do. We and, do. And, you know, you know a little bit about my story. My listeners know a little bit. And, you know, it's a constant battle. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, it's a lot easier these days than it was when I started this whole process probably five years ago. But, you know, we're human beings having a human experience. So let's just all chill out and be kind to ourselves and, you know, try and find things that help us and to support us and sustain us every day. Yes, and not be, not be so absolutely. critical of, you know, being human sometimes because it's okay, really, it's okay. We will, you know, we can do better tomorrow. We can choose to do better tomorrow. We can, but if something happens and we don't, that's okay too. And I think that's probably where now I will tend to write in my journal, Yes, I really want the chocolate. I really want the chocolate. Yes. I really want it. Understand. So what's under that? Yeah. So what's under that? What am I feeling? Am I yeah. feeling angry? Am I feeling anxious? Am I feeling upset? Um, and then yeah. maybe I'll try and explore through that right. uh, what is underneath. And, of course, you know, I'm also a real big self-help book girl. I'm always reading what other people are doing. I love TED Talks. I love, you know, so probably one of my – I've never really thought of it as a – as a ritual, but I guess it is really. Yeah, is, I suppose it is, know, Debbie, from all, what you're saying. All, so, you know. Well, we're all connected to technology yes. and I love Facebook. Yes. So what I, what I do with Facebook is that, you know, my first things are all positive, inspirational messages. Brilliant. And that's a, well, that's a gift we can give ourselves. It costs nothing. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, if you... If you get an inspirational quote first thing in the morning, it sets up your day. Couldn't and agree more. That, yeah, so that that in a way is a ritual. And this morning I couldn't I couldn't sleep. Uh, I was awake at four o'clock because oh we've had gosh. a bit of a worrying week. Yes, yes. And um, so up I get and I get an inspirational. I'm, I'm up at four, checking Facebook, <laughs> get the inspirational message. And then I found a TED Talk, and I don't know this girl's name, which is really, really naughty of me that yes. I don't, but she said something that was profound, and I'm going to share it with you. Please because do. Because it really resonates. Well, it resonates to what I'm talking to you about. If your life was a book and you're the author, how would you want it to go? Oh, wow. Oh, I love that. I could love you, that too. Could you say that again just in case anybody missed it the first time, please? So if your life was a book and you are the author, how would you want it to go? Oh so goodness. is it that you what we and, and this the TED talk was of a young woman who lost both her legs from below the knee. Oh my goodness. And so she decided that she wanted her story to be wonderful and inspirational. And so she thought of her life as a, as a book. And I thought, as a writer, that's kind of what journaling's about. You know, if you can let out the hurt and the, the anger and the bad stuff in your journal and feel safe. Yes. 
Well, then you can you can write the opposite as well. You can write what what it is that you want. You can write how you want your book to go. It doesn't necessarily mean it will happen. Absolutely. But you can you can write it and you can tap into your imagination, your creativity. No one's going to read this but you. Exactly. Exactly. You're spot on there, Debbie. Absolutely spot on. Yeah. And yeah, I think so it's, if you want to write, I want to climb Mount Everest. Yes. And you've got two bum knees like me. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. You can imagine it. You can create it. It's your book in your head. And I, I just really, really loved that that quote. And I listened to the TED Talk three times Golly just gosh. so I could write it down you know, accurately. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but that that will go in my journal now because I don't think I write enough about how I'd like my life to be. And we can reach for the stars. Why you, not? What What's stopping us? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. And, and we don't use our imagination enough. I think we're so caught in our in being grounded, which we need to be. Uh, but in our in a journal or in a story or in a fiction book, we can do what we want. Exactly, we can and be we can I, be I anybody we want to be. Anyway. We really can. We really, really can. And um, I, I really think that's and that's what I'll be, you know, sharing with my writing workshop buddies. Um, to really encourage that, to encourage putting yourself out there. No one has to read it. It's just about you writing it. And, I th yeah, I think that's that's a lovely thing to, to do. So that's going to be part of my new ritual. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you mentioned your beautiful writing groups and your poetry group. Now, yes. I'm very privileged to be part of your intuitive writing groups. I'd love to know where the ideas came from to even start these groups and, you know, what your main aim is with these groups. I know I have my idea and perception, but I'd love you to share yours. Well, I've been writing for 17 years and I, I my writing journey has been very varied and, and very different. Um, I've had a go at writing for television and I found out that that wasn't for me. It's a really stressful, competitive world and I didn't need that. But I'm glad I had the opportunity and sure. I'm glad I did it. Um, I wrote a romance uh, with a friend and we sent it off to Harlequin Romance. We got ex excellent feedback. Yes. But we didn't want to take it to the next step. So that's okay. I've written a book. I know what that feels like. Yes. Um, together with two friends, I wrote a poetry book um, and we uh, launched that and we did very well out of it, considering it's a poetry book because yeah. poetry is not that popular. Sure. However, sure. we did okay. From the poetry book, I was asked to run, a facilitate a poetry session right. at a little gallery in um, Mordialic, which is part of St Nicholas Church and Gallery. Yes. And this is really where my the whole intuitive journaling came from. It came first from the poetry group. So in my poetry group, I have a group of lovely people 
they're probably more on the older side. They have life experience. Exactly. Life experience. So what ended up happening with that was that I run the, the, the meeting, I give them prompts, I give them ideas to write about, and I realised very early on that I was tapping into some really deep energy of these people. Yes. They were sharing things, they were sharing poems, writing poems about their lives, about major milestones in their lives, and some of them very deep and scary and hurtful. And But, you know, they'd all come through. They'd all come yes. through. Yes. And I loved that in this poetry group we could sometimes be laughing and we could sometimes be crying, and that happened often. Yes. So I wanted, I wanted more. I wanted to do, I wanted to take it a step further. I didn't yes. know how that was going to manifest. Sure, sure. So probably one of my rituals every year, Wendy, is I like to learn something new Ooh, every I love year. that. I love that, yeah. Debbie. I really yeah. love that. Yeah. And I've, if you ask my friends, they will tell you I have done everything from puff painting back there in the 80s yeah, where we sorry, all. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just picturing, picturing, sorry, picturing my my puff painted windshield that I owned. Thank you. That's that's right. It I was did. my pride and joy. Thanks very much. I, and I tell you what, if someone came in with a blank T-shirt, they left with it puff painted. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. I, I was a maniac. Note to self: so, Do not ever wear a black T-shirt or plain white T-shirt to Debbie's <laughs> workshops ever, ever, ever. <laughs> No, love it, love it. But I do I do like to learn things. Yes. So when I had my second knee done, I knew that I was going to have 12 months of rehab and um, having to sit. And in the back of my mind, I've always been interested in tarot. Sure. Been to a few tarot readers over the years, have the push-pull of I believe, I don't believe, it's all nonsense, I yes. believe, yes, I think there's something in it. No, yes, yes, yes. all of that. So I thought, well, go and learn it. Find Why out. Not? Why not? Why not? So I remember I came home from hospital and two weeks later I found a local woman and off I went and did a tarot course for six months. How wonderful. And it was wonderful. And even as I was learning it, she was the biggest sceptic of all. She really was. And she said, that's how I started, a bit like you. So, you know, they keep, they, she kept saying, what are you learning it for and all that. And I said, I really don't know. I can't ever imagine reading for other people and doing all that. I, right. That's, that's not in my, I, I don't know. I said, I just want to, I'm just learning it. Yes. I'm just learning it. Yes. I'm just having fun. Just, you know. Yes. And that, and then I went on a holiday and all my inspiration seems to come when I'm on holiday, probably because I'm still um, and have time. Absolutely. And I thought, why don't I marry tarot and writing? Yes. Why don't I marry that, those two modalities, and see what happens? And so what has happened, and you've been in my workshop so you know the tarot cards are just pen and ink. They really are. Absolutely. But what they do do is that they allow us to tap into our subconscious. And 
they're powerful in as much as the power that we give them, they're still pen and ink. But when you draw a card, so in our workshop, as you know, Wendy, we all, I just do some writing exercises and we usually have a laugh. That's very important. And then you all draw a card, you all draw your own card, and that becomes the prompt from which to write. Exactly. And, you know, I can say, you know, you obviously, as you have said, you know, people hear the word tarot and they're a bit unsure about it. They're not quite sure of the connotations of it. But when you sit down, it's it's just pen and paper. It's just yeah. a beautiful, you know, an artist's beautiful illustration with an explanation of the card. And you're writing from your heart. You're writing from your soul. Yes, you've got a prompt from a card, but it's and it's always every time, at least when I've done it, it's every single time what you needed to hear, what you needed to acknowledge, what you needed to write about. And it happens every single time. Yes, it does. And that's what I find amazing and what I feel for me is that I would I don't believe in the fortune telling side of things sure um I I don't but I do believe in messages absolutely and I think that the tarot can give us messages and be healing in the same way as an essential oil and imagine, you know, and imagine, you know, we all of us, you know, you and I from in the group and I know others too, we've all got our oils on for the day usually before we get there. Then we yes. have the beautiful card. Then we have the beautiful writing. Then we have the beautiful, clean, gluten-free food, yummy treats that Debbie <laughs> makes for us. And let me tell you, this little heart is always pitter-patter when the, you know, the beautiful food arrives with a gorgeous cup of tea. I think it's the whole thing. It's the whole experience. It's that ritual of us honouring that time together with you as our teacher, with each other as, you know, all of us on the same journey. But... In, at so many different stages, but still on the same journey, still coming from our hearts to each other, you know? Yes, and and creating that sacred space. Absolutely. <clears throat> because when we write in our journal at home and we might be writing out some things that are, are angry or hurtful or whatever, it is a sacred space. And what I've tried to create here is another sacred space. And everyone is aware that if they do write something that they don't want to share, that's perfectly fine. Exactly. But I think what is really nice is when we do share and we all go, because you all go home with a homework prompt yes. to work on, um, which can be as little or as much as you want. Exactly. It can be two lines or it can be two pages. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's what you feel. But when you come back here and we all share it, we're all moved because we're all living the same human experience. Absolutely, absolutely, Debbie. Couldn't agree with you more. It's yeah. just, so, you know, it really is a sacred space and such a beautiful place to be in. So, Debbie, would you share with everybody listening? I know you have a gorgeous website. Would you mind sharing the website address so they can learn more about you and see, you know, the things that you have on there and, um, you know, have some more Debbie Williams magic happening in their lives? <laughs> Well, I'd be really pleased to do this, Wendy, because my website I have sadly neglected and I really would like to uh, start writing a little more. Yes. So maybe if I feel I've got a few readers tuning in, that'll well, give me the... Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so my website is deborahwilliamswrites.com. 
And I can tell you, listeners, it is the most beautifully put together website. And yes, Debbie is going to put a lot more of Debbie onto that website, but just give her some time, you know. She's, she's getting there. She's getting there. I hear you because I'm in the same space as you. So, you know, I acknowledge that and we will do better. We definitely will do better. Well, I think, Wendy, I truly believe this, that part of why we have come into each other's lives. Absolutely, Debbie. Is that we're going to be supporting each other because we both want to do this. We both believe in our message. And and I think that we let other things get in the way. And I think if if the two of us can support each other through saying, okay, Wendy, let's get a blog post up by the end of September. Let's go. All right. We're on this. We're on this journey. (laughs) So I I thought maybe I'd put it out there publicly and then we're both held accountable. Yes, I'm with you. I'm totally up for that. Absolutely. I think think we should have one by the end of August, never mind about September. So I'm giving you the order. August deadline, my love. You've got four weeks. Okay, okay. You four are weeks. On. One blog post. Okay, I promise you. Promise because you know right. I working with you. I've realised what was blocking me from writing, and I get that. I've understood it. I've journaled. I've worked on it. I've had other people help me with it, and I think the block is gone. So you know, I'm putting I'm putting myself out there too. We're going to publicly be accountable for this by the 31st of August. We're yes. going to have blogged on our beautiful websites. Where where you're on? You're, you're on. on. You're on. Pink, pink, pinky, pinky swear. Pinky swear. Pinky swear. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Debbie, thank you so much for being on my show today. It has been just wonderful. I think we could talk for hours, but you know, our poor listeners must. You know, must this episode must stop at some point. <laughs> Yes, so, that's true. But wonderful. we could go off on all sorts of yes, tangents. Yes, but, but I have no I, doubt. <laughs> exactly. I have no doubt Debbie will be, and I hope Debbie will be a guest again on my podcast and we'll talk about, you know, whatever else we can think of to talk about because I think we both, you know, we have a lot to share and um, this is a wonderful way to do it. So thank you again, Debbie. It's I been agree. an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you, Wendy. Loved every minute. Thank, thank you, you, darling. Thank you to all of you for listening to this episode of Wendy's Way. If you liked it, I would love you to subscribe to my show on iTunes and please give it a rating. Feel free to share this episode with your family and friends. For all things Wendy's Way, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram and on my website, www.wendysway.com.au. I hope you all have a happy, safe and blessed day. Remember, it takes a village and be kind to yourselves always and bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.